Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. I am your host, Kenneth Camp. And again, the reason for this podcast is to encourage, equip, even compel you to live a life on mission. Or in other words, to live a life that is sent. And you know, you don't have to live in some other part of the world or even travel to other parts of the world to live a life on mission. But you do need to be aware of what's going on around the world and what God's doing and what the needs are of people in different places. It's so easy for us, especially here in America, to be just totally consumed with what's going on in our world and not have any idea of the need that is around the world that we can be a part of helping meet that need. And that's why I'm excited about you getting to hear this interview with Jeff Jenkins, a new friend of mine. And he and a few of his friends have started a new project called the Mozzie Project, and it's a water project based in Rwanda. And, you know, and water, having access to safe, sustainable water is one of the most prevalent needs around the world. If you look up on the Internet, like organizations like the World Health Organization, you'll see stats that say that close to a billion people, you know, 800 million or so people, have no access to safe water. And then many, many more don't have access to clean sanitation, which those two things are, are very closely related when it comes to water. And when a people group or a community does not have access to safe water, it affects the education of their children, the uh, the health of that community, the economics of that community. So that's why this is such a huge need. Even though there are organizations, there are many organizations that are working to meet that need, it's always good when someone else steps into that that need. And that's exactly what Jeff Jenkins and some of his friends have done, and I want you to hear about. So would you join me in this interview with Jeff Jenkins and his wife? She's in the room with us as we do this recording, supporting her husband, as we talk about, Jeff and I talk about, not only the Mozzie Project, but what else this powerhouse couple is doing around the world. So will you join me in this interview with Jeff Jenkins, specifically about the Mozzie Project? Well, Jeff, thanks for coming and hanging out with me a little bit here. And your lovely wife, Nina, she said she's not going to say anything, but we'll see. But uh, glad to be here. Yeah. Definitely appreciate you. Hopefully you're going to let us know and, and uh, fill me in on what you've been doing. Now, I've been doing a little research on you. Okay. And you're quite the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You like to do a lot of stuff. And so you have a couple other, at least one other thing going on. Yes. What is that? Like, uh, right now, uh, we just launched... Uh, ChubbyDiaries.com, which is an online platform for plus-size travelers. Uh, We want to encourage and inspire uh, plus-size people to travel the world. Yeah. Um, Y'all love to travel. Yeah, we do. (laughs) I've traveled to almost 30 countries, and I realized that there's not a lot of people my size traveling, and I wanted to know why that was. And so Mm. after doing more research and things like that, it's not that they don't want to travel. There's not a lot of accommodations. So... I want to bring awareness to that, and cool. also um, there's so many benefits to traveling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not why we sat down to talk, but oh, no, I think me. that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I'll put a link to that in the Appreciate show notes. You. Thank yeah. you. Anything else you got going on besides what we're? Um. Also, I mean, I'm in the process of writing a book. I didn't um, know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's actually in regards to the, the whole traveling and yeah. the Mazda project. As well, but it's more of a motivational, uh, motivational self-help kind of book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're kind of a renaissance man, right? Because you? you're a, 
Well, I know you're an incredible singer. Are you? Do you play instruments too? Uh, yeah. You, just about probably about anything. No, no. I can yeah. I can play the keyboard and yeah, uh, the bass guitar and, and fiddle on the guitar. Yeah. Acoustic. So that's about that, it. That's about what I do. I fiddle around on, <laughs> on acoustic. <laughs> I have to tell you a story while we're through recording about oh, that. Oh, totally. Totally. That would be great. <laughs> love to hear it. The reason why we're getting together, though, and um, of course, those that listen to my podcast know that a lot of my interviews are about uh, anything that's going on missions-wise around mm-hmm. the world. And so you've been involved in some of that, and you and some friends have started a project. Mm-hmm. And what are you calling that project? The Mozzie Project. Amazi, A M A Z I. Yeah, yep. project. And Amazi means water in Kenyan Rwandan. Kenyan Rwandan is the the native language in, of Rwanda. It's the official language okay. of Rwanda. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You say Rwanda. You've been to Rwanda. Right? Yes, yes. I've been a couple of times now. Rwanda is a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the land of a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get there, it's just green, lush hills just for miles and miles and you can just see them even as you come in on the airplane hmm. uh just the landscape and it's just gorgeous it really is gorgeous the people are amazing the people are friendly it's just yeah i love rwanda you've um, been a couple times give us a little geographical lesson like where is it in the, in the continent so uh rwanda is on uh, more of the eastern okay. uh, coast uh or not eastern coast but the eastern part of sure. africa it's Right under Uganda uh, is it's e west of Tanzania and east of Congo, the Republic of Congo. Yeah, all right, that helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what took you there? What, why'd you start? There? I went uh, on a, a mission trip mm-hmm. uh, with our church. Uh, we went to build uh, gardens, a part of the Kijeo Garden Project. And so we went to this small city called Kajeo, which is which is about three hours. Actually, now it's two hours because they fixed the roads. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's actually only two hours to get there now from the, the capital city of Kigali. Um, so in Kajeo, we went there. We started building gardens. Uh, mm-hmm. They already have been doing it. That was their third time there. And so... Um, the team and I were there, and while we were there, we saw a need. Yeah. So, what's the organization that's local there that y'all partner with? Uh, Africa New Life. Yeah. Africa New Life. So they've been doing that kind of work in that area, I guess, for a while. Um. Yeah. Uh, they've been doing so. Africa New Life. Uh, real quick about them. They are all into child sponsorship. Okay. Uh, and what that means is that. One, they have built schools uh, mm-hmm. throughout Rwanda, and they also help support the students that go to those schools by helping or getting people around the nation of, of, of the United States, actually, um, mm-hmm. and in Rwanda to sponsor a child to, to where now they can have food yeah. for the family and things like that and free education. And so then y'all got to go in there to, to build some like sustainable gardens, right? Yes. For the- for the community. Mm-hmm. And so that's when y'all saw a need for something else. Yes. Yeah. And that need was water. Yeah. Kajeo literally is the the poorest city I've ever been to. Hmm. Poorest place. I've, I can... And you've been to a lot of places. Yeah. Like, so you've and a lot, yeah. 
like no electricity, mm-hmm. no no running water. And um, we realized that there were six wells that were built in Kajeo, but only three of them worked. Mm-hmm. And they would almost have to walk almost two, three miles just to get to that water source. And mm-hmm. you can see all the kids, because right. they make the kids do it, around with the jerry cans, the big yellow cans. Uh, going to fetch the water and then we also saw people drinking out of a trench mm-hmm. um, and doing things out of this trench that was on the side of the road and the goats and the cattle were all sure. drinking out of that same thing and so we, we, we also kept hearing from the people that worked for African New Life and that was partnering with us that water was still a serious thing mm-hmm. so interesting. So you saw that need which is yeah it's a huge need around the world right? Yep. So you get there's a team of you, a group of you here, mm-hmm. here in the States. Why yeah. did y'all decide that it's going to be you guys to do this? Um, that's a good question. Well, <laughs> in, in some ways, um, while we were there, it just, I mean, it was just, you see the issue and yeah, you realize something deep down in you that, like, we take water for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we have water bottles that, like, have that are half drink or people mm-hmm. want to take sips out of water bottles mm-hmm. and then are done with them yeah. and so it, it, i don't know it just i mean there's this this sense of guilt in one way but in a healthier way mm-hmm. of the guilt but then also like this like motivation to see these beautiful people who are in Kajeo like be able to have mm-hmm. this experience and this i don't even know the word for it uh, yeah, access. Yeah, mm-hmm. access to clean, sustainable water. You bet. Mm-hmm. And so I always remember uh, a statement. I forgot who said it. Uh, if not you, then who? Mm-hmm. And and so I felt like that was us trying to act on it. So what have y'all formed so far? Well, real quick, uh, four it, out of that uh, yeah. grew four of us, three guys and a lady. We did not know what we were doing. <laughs> uh, none of us knew, or none of us are engineers. I was a former school teacher. Somebody else works at the church, um, does admin work. And so, and then the other ones are technicians, or not technicians, but more computer science. And so, none of us know how to build wells. And Sure. uh, Do you want that story? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, just to even explain that, Mm -hmm. yeah, none of us know how to build wells. And what happened was, was that, we got back and we were just saying we really want to do this. We yeah. don't know how we're going to do this, right. but we're going to figure out a way to do this. And lo and behold, my friend's friend, Thomas, his friend reached out to him and was like, hey, I saw what you did in Africa. And then he mm-hmm. was just mentioning it and they were just having a conversation. And he was like, yeah, oh, I know somebody that does wells. Hmm. And so he connected us with this other man named Kim. And Kim actually, their ministry... Is all about training other people in other organizations nice. to go to other countries and build wells using their uh, their technique of wells. Yeah. So from that, they taught us how to make wells. Yeah. Uh, we went to a week long camp uh, and hmm. learned how to make a well, and it's mind blowing. Yeah. And so it's it's been great. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading up on that technique, it's different than say. Um, uh, some organizations that have uh-huh. like 
diesel powered machinery and stuff like that to where you got thousands of dollars invested in, in the machinery. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. So our uh, our the method that we use is is a more of a percussion style instead of a dr drilling. And like you were saying, the diesel, the trucks that have to be brought out, the average well, like minimally, and this is like a very small one, uh, can cost four to $10,000. Mm -hmm. And so we were able, uh, with the machines and stuff and technique that we use, it only cost about 150 to $500 to really? build uh, a well. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And it's, you don't have the, like the diesel powered machine. Oh, totally. It's all yeah. Yeah, and we yeah it's, it's all manpower uh, manual. We we set up a tripod. Um, we put um, we use galvanized pipe, and then we actually go from galvanized pipe to uh, PVC pipe. Mm -hmm. But we we put a drill bit to the to the end of a galvanized pipe, mm -hmm. and we just hit it down into the ground. Uh, there's a hole in the drill bit. And you know pipe has yeah. holes, so yeah. as we hit down, water comes up, yeah. and, and it just sludge, and we're yeah. just sledging almost in that same sense. And then we tie the rope to it, and have about four to eight people pulling uh, a rope uh, on a pulley system. Now, have I seen a video like somewhere? <coughs> yes. About this? Okay. Yes. So I'm gonna put that on in the show notes. Oh please. Because yeah, because gotta give them. That's the best way to. That's one of the it. best ways of seeing it. Yes. Yeah. Cause it is different. Cause mm -hmm. I've gone and, and and done some drilling with another mission organization, but it's with the truck, like you yeah. said, with the diesel powered drill. And those those the the one thing that's just super great about uh, our drilling compared to just using those trucks is that if it breaks, it's easy to do another one. Right. A lot of times, like I was telling you earlier, that mm -hmm. six of them right. were built and only three of them work. Right. And so the people in jail can't go back and fix them. Because they don't, they don't, they don't know how to do. It. You need a technician to come in, and so a lot yeah. of uh, mission work, or just even the different organizations that mm -hmm. come in to build these wells, actually build them and leave and never mm -hmm. come back. And sure. So with ours, a kid could do it. Yeah, like, they learn how to do it, just like y'all doing with the, that. Other teams are doing with the building the gardens. Yes, you're teaching mm -hmm. them. Hey, this is how it's done, mm -hmm. and and then they can do it. Yep, fix them, dig other ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. So where are y'all at in the process? It doesn't sound like y'all just learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so where are y'all at? What's next? So, well, we actually went in May. We went okay. back in May. Right. Uh, we built our first well, uh, and that was more of a testing well. And actually, we, we want to build two more. Uh, so hopefully, we'll be able to go back before the end of the year hmm. uh, to build two more. Come to find out from the talks we've had with uh, just the organization there are dignitaries or people in the government that want to see these wells, so we want to make sure that we have mm -hmm. the, the the best well, for example, because it might right. be it has the potential of uh, being a, a quick fix to a bigger solution mm. or a bigger problem. Yeah, um, for now. You know, and I meant to say meant to ask this question at the very beginning, but when we're talking about Rwanda. Some people may not know kind of the history there. It's it's a rough history, right? Yeah. Uh, about 24 years ago, Rwanda had the world's largest genocide mm -hmm. uh, at one time. In a short amount of time, 
almost a million people were killed within a three-month span. So just imagine a million people mm-hmm. not being in your country just right. like that. And so, and that's not that long ago. No. I was, I mean, I was alive during the time of that genocide. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. still fresh on people's brains, but I love the way that they have like overcome mm-hmm. the genocide and how much grace and, and forgiveness has been spread out through that country. So have you had any interaction with the government up up till now yet? Uh, in which way? In any way? Well, yeah, well, yeah, well we've um, interactions in the sense of just uh, them giving us the approval to, to go and drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have someone that's our liaison that actually speaks to them for Good. us. And so we just go back and forth through them. So all green light so far. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we want one more big green light so we can get to going. Um, and so once we get those other two drill, uh, wells drilled, it'll help us out. And we actually now are in the process of figuring out a different way to procure the equipment that we need. Okay. And I think we found a way to do that as well. Is that in in country? No. Okay. So it has to be. It had to be outsourced for okay. now because majority of all their materials are coming from outside or ex- or imported. Okay. What do y'all need right now? What's the big need for a Mozzie project to be successful? Well, the, the one thing is that just awareness and people coming alongside us. Yeah. Um, you always hear funding. Funding is always just going to be sure. a thing. But people finding, I don't know what's the word for it, but people being able to, yeah, partner with us. Yeah, partner with the cause. Our mission is to bring water to every family in Kajeo. We're on the brink of some, something great. Never in my life, Kajeo likes to consider themselves the bread basket to Rwanda. Okay. And that's what their desire is. Wow. And that, I think that motivated us a mm-hmm. lot, is that this small city hmm. or small town, in a sense, wants to be able to empower the rest of the country. And, uh, and we, we have a, a role to play and we have, there's, we have the opportunity of coming alongside mm-hmm. them and actually growing the city. So um, it's exciting sure. times. Do you have a feel for how many people live in Kajeo? That's about 10 to 12,000 people, I believe. And in Rwanda population? Let me not give you the wrong number, but yeah. I, I think it's a little over a million. Yeah, I'll look that up. We'll look that up. So that's interesting. But that's their, that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have a bigger vision for water is just one step into mm-hmm. being able to provide and, well, not provide, but more so just walk, come mm-hmm. alongside them yeah. for what they need yeah. or what they're asking for. Well, as we've mentioned a couple of times, having sustainable, clean water is is uh, so important for any community. I mean, the kids are the ones that go get it, so mm-hmm. that means they're not in school half the time. If, they're, if they don't <coughs> want to get water, they're not in school learning. Mm-hmm. So there's lack of education. Then mm-hmm. you talk about accessing water that's just in a trench, so you have you know sanitary you know, health mm-hmm. issues. You know, and even that. with the, the jerry cans, the big yellow cans that they did, uh, 100%. Of those cans are contaminated. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not either. When I heard the statistic, <laughs> I was like, I totally believe. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a very cool project. And I love the fact that you you guys were like, you know what? We have no idea how to do this, but we're gonna figure it out. Yes. Just saying, if not you, who kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and so y'all answered that. What else? Anything else you want anybody to hear about? I, I just I ask uh, people the question of 
what would it take for you to step out of your comfort zone to help somebody else out? And I, I feel like for us, we've, uh, me and my team, we've stepped out of our comfort zones to literally help someone else, yeah. someone else out. And from that, you see the world of opportunities that are there. So I just continue to just um, encourage and, and want to empower whoever's listening that how we live in America is different from how other people live. Yeah. And there's a way that you can give. Yeah. And I, we just encourage you to give. Give of yourself, mm -hmm. give of your time, give of your, your finances yeah. to help. Yeah, well said. So you have a website. So if people want to connect with you, they can connect to you via your website? Yes, uh, the amaziproject.com. Okay. Amazi is spelled uh, A-M-A-Z-I. And then it's the project, Amazi, okay. the Amazi project. And I'll have that in the show notes, of course, okay. too. And if they want to support financially, they can do that through that website as well? Yes, you cool. can. Good. Go up to the donate button. It'll take you to a different site, to mm -hmm. the Africa New Life uh, site, and you can just get on there. Good to know. And then also you'll have a Facebook page, so I'll put yes. that in there too. Yeah. Yes. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you. I'm excited for what y'all are doing. Thank and, you, um, Ken. Thank you so much for having us. Nina helped a little bit. I can... She did. She really did. She definitely <laughs> so did. Thanks for being that's for my that. queen. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for taking time to sit down with me and share with us about the Amazi project that you and your team are launching and getting involved with. I love how you saw a need and you didn't just say, well, there's the need. Hopefully someone will do something to meet that need. But even though you did not know how to dig wheels, as you were sharing, y'all figured it out and you um, not only overcome your own uh, reasons not to do it, but you're overcoming challenges as they come your way and being a part of the solution. And that is very inspirational to me and I'm sure many, many others. So if you want to learn how you can connect with Jeff on a personal level, because as you heard at the beginning of the interview, Jeff's got a lot of other things going on. And so it'd be cool if, to connect with him on a personal level. You can do that. And also to get uh, the links to the Amazi project and their their website, their Facebook page, and so on, so that you can t connect with the work that they're doing, simply go to my website, kennethacamp.com slash episode 51, and you can access all you know the show notes and also the links to, the, to those sites and information. Again, I appreciate you joining me here and hearing this interview. If you enjoy His Hands, His Feet podcast, please do me a favor, and no matter how you listen to it, you may listen to it by uh, Spotify or Stitcher or some other you know, way that you can access this podcast, but would you please go to iTunes and do a rate and review? And if, when you go to my show notes, that link that I gave you to the website and the show notes, it gives you a link to do that. I would appreciate it. That would bring uh, uh, more traffic to His Hands, His Feet podcast and would help get the word out about all the good work that's going on around the world thank you so much until next time this is his hands his feet 